know, for many parents, they'll spend their entire parental life with a blindfold on, trying to motivate change in their child without seeing God's design for the human heart and how it grows the fruit of good character in their lives. It's time to stop parenting blindfolded, stop guessing, stop spinning our wheels at getting our child to grow in character in our own strength and in their own strength. Stop the tug of war with them. Let's get on the same side and work together at this. Let's teach our kids how to partner with God and his design for growing their character. You know the suffix ology, like biology or theology? That suffix ology, well, it means the study of. Rip off the blindfold could also be called characterology or heartology, the study of how God designed the human heart to grow in character. And then once we know heartology, let's partner in the plan. Let's partner with God, partner with our kids, equip them with the tools for growth with God's help. Let's rip off the blindfold and see our child's heart through the lens of the creator's design. So let's get started with more intentional right now. Today begins our first episode in this new series, Rip Off the Blindfold. It is only fitting that I would begin this new series with my good friend, Pam Swanson. She and I spoke together at an event. It was actually Valentine's week, and we were both speaking on the heart That was planned, of course. This mom's event intentionally knew that we would both spoke on this topic of our hearts, but we spoke on it from two different angles. I, of course, was speaking from a parent angle on impacting our child's heart, specifically on the six fundamental questions or longings of their heart and how to answer those effectively as parents, the six fundamental questions that God placed in our hearts. Pam, she was looking at our hearts from another angle. She was teaching on how we all were designed to be a living temple in which God could dwell and how that needs to impact our life. I began watching her videos after that. And these videos, they're free, by the way, for you all to watch as well. So these videos helped me find out how I could better partner with God in the process to allow him to reshape my heart, my character, and how I handle life. And as I began watching these videos, which each one of them I've watched several times because I just want it to become such a part of me, I wanted to help my kids do the same thing. And I wanted to be partnered with God in helping my kids' character to grow. Today on the podcast, we will be marrying Pam's information on how we are a living temple of God to parenting. And I just thought this was the important way to begin this series on rip off the blindfolds. Because as parents, we didn't design our kids and we don't know what is best, but God did and he does know what is best. So we're starting with her material for two weeks. And then other times when I have an episode about uh, rip off the blindfold, I will be looking at how do we partner with God in parenting? How do we teach our kids to partner with God in allowing him to shape their hearts? So it just really seemed fitting that we should start with Pam, who deals on this great angle of this, of God's design for every person to be his living temple, the place for him to dwell. So let's get started with Pam Swanson and myself today, Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom, 
on my new series, Rip Off the Blindfold. The information that you have to share with us is completely life-changing. I feel that so strongly. So I've been telling Pam for months, we've got to connect on the podcast. So I'm glad it's finally happening. I am so glad to Val. You are a good friend of mine and and I just am truly thankful to be here with your listeners and able to share. Well, first, so just a real quick, how we know each other. Your husband made the plan Bible, which has such neat features. And he taught a class on it to my daughter, Abby. Truly, your class was of such a big shaping in Abby's life. And I'm so thankful for that. It just really resonated with her. And I know that it's material that people can begin to get online. So that's exciting. So I would love for you to jump in now and start by telling us real quick, you're a mom. So tell us your family. Yes, I'm a mom and we have three children. They've all graduated from high school now. And so, yeah, I just have continued my heart for teaching. I guess that hasn't left. I enjoy teaching. I enjoy sharing. It is um, a passion of mine, really. And now the, the passion has shifted from my children and training them up to really equipping everyone to understand what it looks like to be a carrier of the Holy Spirit and how that looks. And if I can segue into really what I'm talking about today is, have you ever tried to make a puzzle but you never had the box to look at. Let's just say you spread all these pieces on the table and the pieces are real and they're factual and they're a real part of the picture. But without the box, it's really harder to understand how the pieces fit together. And as I was thinking about what I'm going to begin to share with you, I felt like this, like the what was revealed to me was actually the puzzle box cover as to how to fit everything together within us. And so we hear oftentimes uh, in church or for maybe from a teacher or a pastor that we are a temple. Jesus Christ came and he actually said, I am a temple. And then we find out in the New Testament that the writers of the New Testament began to share things like, don't you know that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit? And so I understood to an extent that somewhere inside of me now, I was a carrier of God's presence, but I didn't understand exactly how to access this or how this made me different. But the key to everything changed when I was sitting in one of my husband's classes, like you'd mentioned earlier, we were co-teaching together and he had has one session back in that day. He had one session. Now we've expanded it actually to many sessions on this. But he spent one entire session talking about how we as a temple, actually the parts of us parallel the parts or the places or the spaces in the physical temple of the Old Testament. And when I heard that, a light bulb came on because when I saw the template and that it was it was more than just me being a carrier of this new birth, this Holy Spirit, but it was actually, I have places inside of me that I need to understand, but I can look at the temple to help me understand those spaces. And I can look at how the priests worked in the temple 
to help me understand how I can manage my spaces, if that makes sense. Our homes have different rooms. And in each room, you speak of the rooms of a home in your podcast, but we have different rooms. And I began to see that inside of me as a temple, I could look at it as one person, but yet I still have separate spaces. And each one of those spaces really have separate functions. And so this is where I began to, the Lord really began to take me through scripture. And what happened was when I sort of got the puzzle box and I saw sort of this temple image, then I began to read things in my Bible and I began to be able to kind of fit the scriptures. Oh, that's what it's talking about when it's talking about our thoughts, or that's what it's talking about when the Bible's talking about our heart or our spirit. And so it began a long study of numbers of years now on how we are a living temple. And that's really the series, uh, the name that I'm calling it, or I should say you are the living temple. It is a step-by-step sort of space-by-space walking through ourselves and understanding how we are to live now that we have God's presence and his spirit in us. And what is our heart? Because the Bible says that all the issues of life flow from the heart. And I I had many questions through the years of what exactly the heart was. And it wasn't until I actually got the puzzle box picture where I saw the space where the heart fit. And then from there, I began to read all the scriptures in my Bible about the heart. I began to see that each one of those scriptures fit a certain piece of equipment that was in that area of the temple. Isn't that amazing? So if I could, Val, what I'd like to do is sort of take a very high bird's eye view of what this temple looked like, a very general overview of how it compares to us. So we're going to pretend that we are um, going up in a helicopter. You know, Val, your podcast is excellent on just taking us into the, into where we're at, into the day-to-day stuff. And that's good. And we're always having to be there, but sometimes it helps us to kind of step back and look at the big picture so we can see how it all fits and then begin to assess what's going on based on the big picture. Our first space is our body. I'm calling it a space because it does take up space and it is a place. Our body has five senses and those are actually the doorways into our temple, okay? What's interesting is that in the Old Testament temple, it also had this outer area And it originally had five gates that people could come in and out of. And anybody could come in and out of those gates. Well, then after you left that outer court, we'll call that the first space, you moved into a middle space called the inner court. And here there was various things that had to do with washing and sacrificing. Can I stop you real quick right there? Just because I want... I want moms to be sure that they're thinking about this through the five senses. What do we bring in that has this huge impact, of course, on how we think and moms need to monitor all of the ways their kids are taking in information. And then now this next thing that you're going to talk about here next is what do we do with that? 
you know, what do we do with the stuff that is infiltrating to the inside of our spirit and heart? We need to look at that for ourselves and we need to look at that in our kids' lives as well. Okay. So sorry. I just wanted to jump in there and no, make absolutely. sure they've really got their mom glasses on right now and their personal spiritual glasses as well. This is not just, you're not teaching them theology or just some, no. you know, outward piece of information. Okay. Now I know this historical fact about the temples in the Bible. No, this is so life-changing to who their children will become. And what kind of relationships they'll have if they'll really take this in and hold on to it. Okay, sorry. Back to you, Pam. <laughs> no, thank you. That's that's very important. And you're right. The gates are what comes in. And so that outer space in the temple, just like us, we have this outer space and we don't always have control over what comes in. You know, when our kids are in our home, we do somewhat. We try our very best to do that. But when we're out and about our children, us as adults, things will come at us. And now we have to know what to do with it. And that's what I like next about this next space. So it's really like a circle. Well, we're going to have a, a temple diagram that's available to download. It's I'll put but, a link. I'll, okay. I will make a way to put a link to it in my show notes that will take you to. Okay. To your, yeah. okay. 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 So as you're moving in from the outer space, then Think of it as these information, this information has just come inside of you. These images, these thoughts, these words, these sensations, things come in from the outside. And really before it gets to what I understand to now be the heart, it hits this area called our soul. And in a split second, we, we get a thought, we get a feeling, and now we have a choice what to do. What's interesting is since we're called a temple, if we look at someone walking into the Old Testament temple, they've come through the outer section, which is the body. The next place they go is into this middle section. And what's interesting is in the temple in the Old Testament, just as you and I have three parts to our middle section, our thoughts, will, and emotion, the temple has three pieces of equipment, okay? It has a big basin for washing. The priests washed their hands. They washed their body. They would have to wash themselves every day before doing anything that had to do with temple requirements. Okay. I believe that this washing has to do and parallel with our thoughts and what the Bible says to wash all of our thoughts with the washing of the word. So let's say we have a thought that comes in or words come in and we get these thoughts and we begin to, or our child begins to have these thoughts of things that are counter scripture. What does the Bible say to do to bring that thought in captivity and to wash it with the word? So that's the first thing we have thoughts. And what's interesting is in the temple itself, they had this big basin for washing and they would physically wash themselves. They could stand underneath it. It was so big. And then there was another area. The second piece of equipment in that area that I believe corresponds to our soul also was for washing, except instead of being a big basin on a stationary stand, these were mobile carts. You could push them and the priest could push these little carts around and they were also for washing. And I began to think, okay, why would in the temple of the Old Testament, they have two things for washing? And I began to study and I looked into what it was that they did with these little mobile carts with water. 
And what I found out was, is those mobile carts were not for washing the priests themselves. They were for washing the sacrifices. And what they washed in there were the intestines of the sacrifices. (laughs) Now you may be thinking, okay, where does this have to do with, with what we're talking about? Well, my background is in nursing and I have, I have come to learn that in our intestine, they are calling that now our, our gut brain. It's our second brain. It's emotional center. And so what I believe this is a picture of, because I thought, Lord, you know, why would you have people take time to wash out intestines of all the things they could be doing all day long? Why what I believe is that it's a picture of the need to just as we wash our thinking and we begin to bring it in line with what the Bible says, God wants us to take these emotions that come up inside of us, these things that hit us and we get angry or we get we get sad or we get um, frustrated, these things that seem to all of a sudden flare up right away. He's saying, I want you to submit to my washing, right? Because God gives us his new emotions, which is the fruit of the spirit, love and joy and peace and patience. So we have access in our spirit area to these new emotions. So we begin to do these things. But one thing I want to impress on all of us in this is that everything was always washed by water. So none of this washing is something that I can do myself other than with the help maybe of the Holy Spirit, because I believe the water corresponds to Holy Spirit. Now, how do we apply this to our children as a parent? Well, right now, I believe when we have children within our homes and we see our children and we watch and things happen to them and and they get sad or they have they have thoughts and they're reiterating things maybe that they've heard or they're thinking and we recognize that needs to be washed. Well, while they're under our covering, it's our job to be guarding their hearts. It's it's part of our job to be washing and directing because they're underneath our covering. So we begin to speak with them and listen to them and then offer them. What does the Bible say? Let's look at some scriptures about how God loves us and, and how we can begin to sort of wash off wash off the things that came in that day or that we discovered a week or two later. It's kind of a helping our children to kind of wash off like we would wash off in a shower. This concept was really impactful to me from the standpoint of regarding parenting, from the standpoint that what our tendency is in our human flesh self is to get the wrong mindset that we're at odds with our child about Mm -hmm. something, this Mm -hmm. tug of war of wills. Mm -hmm. And this really helped change my paradigm to, I am working with my child and on my child's behalf to help impact that stuff that's going on in their heart. They're at war with that stuff too. Our spiritual self is at war against the enemy of our soul. And if, as we parents, if we can shift our perspective about all of this and what's going on inside of our kids with their thoughts and will and emotions and, and so much more that you share in your material, getting a mindset of partnering with them, even if our child doesn't really realize yet what role they need to be playing. And it's our role to, of course, help them see that. And you help us see that, but it, it really shifts the struggle there to stop being between us and our child. 
Okay. That is so good, Val. And that is so true because really what we're doing is is guarding and protecting and shepherding our child. So we begin to watch the gates and we look for things coming up and watch for something that needs to be washed or something that needs to be lifted up or encouraged or replaced with the truth, because ultimately their will is going to take a decision on what to do with this. And the will or the altar was right in the middle of those two washing areas, because ultimately the altar, the altar was where they would do in the Old Testament in the temple, the sacrifices. Now we know now there is no sacrifice. Jesus did it once and for all, but what does the Bible say? We're living sacrifices. So I look at my will is the place that I choose every day to lay down what I want to do. And every day, moment by moment, what's the right thing to do? Jesus, what do you want me to do with my children today? All right. Well, so everyone, I hate to cut in at this point, but I want to take just a couple minutes, Pam, with us doing some wrap-up discussion here. And then we're actually going to bring you on again next week. And Pam, is there something more that you want to add to this to wrap up this section? Yes, you can find us at planbible.com, like Val said. And at planbible.com, there will be the videos that will be uploaded. And what what will be available there is information in more detail on what I'm going over. So if this is sparking something inside of you, like, oh, this rings rings true and I want to learn more, there will be more detailed videos and resources there called You Are Living Temple. You will also be able to find other teachings there from uh, Jeff Swanson Ministries. Jeff is my husband, like Val introduced him at the beginning. We will have classes on starting in Genesis, ending in Revelation, and all of this really that we're, we're teaching and that has sprung from the original plan Bible, which is the Bible that my husband has published. And you can also find it on our website, but it is, it is the chronological Bible from past into future. And it lays out along with world history, all of our Bible in chronological order. And so it not only takes verse by verse from old Testament, all the way through the new Testament, but it also lays out prophecies on into the future. And so a person can use it as a reading plan or as a wonderful reference. If you're reading world history and you want to understand what's happening in world history, you can refer to the Bible as well. So there's a number of resources, but what we really discovered when when studying the Bible, and I'll wrap it up with this, and in understanding God's plan and what he's laid out in the Bible, the whole Bible and the whole plan is all about you. It's all about me and it's all about the temple. It's all about God moving from his temple in heaven to a temple on earth and then God moving into you. And one day God living with all of us on earth as one. So the story of the Bible is really the story of the temple. That's awesome. And I will just throw in with a plan Bible that there's little videos in it. Um, oh, they're yes. helpful. <laughs> and I also really like that you can click on a prophecy and it will take you through when is the next time that prophecy was shared and the next time and has it been fulfilled. And like, it's got really neat elements in it that you just can't get in any other source. Uh, and also it's very inexpensive. When we got it, it was $10. Is it still $10? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And maybe even could be on more than one device. I want to say for that $10 as well. 
Yes, right. $10 will give you, it's in an ebook form and you can put it on up to four or five devices. And so you and the members of your family can download it all. And it, it is an interactive Bible. So yes, you can click yeah. on a verse and see where it's fulfilled within the Bible. It's wonderful. When Abby took that class from your husband, it's called master's yes. plan. But right now you have the Genesis part of that on there, right? Yes. It's a shorter class. It's called starting in Genesis. It lays the biblical foundation. It's really a biblical worldview foundational course. And it is uh, something we've taught for all age students. We teach it to adults and it starts with Genesis and we go all the way through basically the flood and on into the tower of Babel, laying a foundation of your Bible and how it pairs with science and how to lay a real foundation of a biblical view, because everything that we believe hinges on the foundation and the foundation is given in the book of Genesis. And so, yes, that's that course. And then the other one is called ending in revelation. And this is the class that we do that speaks towards all the prophecies in the Bible that are yet to come. God gives us thousands of prophecies that are yet to come that haven't happened yet. He talks about new heaven and a new earth about a time where Jesus will be ruling and reigning on this earth. And we go through and we take those scriptures and we begin to explain them because I believe God wanted us to see this hope in the future of what we have to look forward to. And so many of the scriptures are of a glorious future and a glorious hope. God, whenever he was talking to Israel about something bad that was going to happen, he always followed it up with many scriptures about this glorious future. And I believe God always wants us to keep our eyes on a glorious future. Yes, he warns us of some events that will be hard, but it is so important to keep our eyes fixed. Jesus said he endured the cross because of the glory set before him. So if we can understand that these prophecies paint a picture for everybody of a glorious future, it helps us to walk today. And that's really what that class is, ending in Revelation. Okay, we will bring you on next week where we will do a next portion on how we as mamas can really partner with our kids in impacting their hearts and letting the Holy Spirit wash over their thoughts, wills, and emotions, and so much more that we're talking about next week. So thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Val. My intentional mom friend, your family is God's masterpiece. He designed the special and unique combination of your little tribe. It's an honor to meet with you every week to help equip and encourage you in your worthy journey of being mama to your masterpiece. If this podcast is a blessing to you, won't you please take the time to share it with moms that you know. So share this podcast with a friend and then head over to practicallyspeakingmom.com. Join me on Instagram at practicallyspeakingmom and in the private Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. See you next week.